Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hi, I'm Mo Crumb. And I'm Harrison Crumb. And we're the Crummy Marathoners. This podcast is for beginners by beginners. If you're thinking about running your first marathon or half marathon or are in the process, this is for you. We realized as we were training that many resources out there expect people to know what they're doing when marathon training. Well, think of this as a marathon training guide for dummies. We'll go through many of the questions we have as we make our way through the beginning of our running journey and what we have learned. If we can inspire others to run a marathon, then we consider this a success. On today's episode, we talk to the amazing runner Kim Clark about how to train between marathons and all about her experience running while pregnant. Hey everyone, Harrison here. So Mo and I did this interview together, which almost never happens. Um, so I'm super excited about it and we're just gonna jump right in. But before we do, we wanna make sure she gets a proper introduction. So here it is. Her name is Kim Clark. And if you're on Instagram, chances are you've already seen her posts. Uh, she goes by the username Track Club Babe, And she gives incredible advice and has grown a massive following online and rightfully so. She and her husband, Tyler, and by the way, Tyler coaches Mo and I, have helped thousands of runners tackle their running goals, and she shares some really super helpful advice in this episode about what to do between marathons and how to run while pregnant. So before I give away too much more, here she is, Kim Clark. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, hello, everyone. Mo and I are here together, this rare opportunity. We didn't yes. both want to miss the opportunity to talk to Kim. Kim, how do, what do we call you? Do we call you Track Club Babe or do we just call you Kim? No, just Kim. And thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. Tyler loves you guys. So I'm just so thrilled to be on your podcast. Oh, we are the biggest fans of both you and Tyler. So we are just so honored. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. Thank you. Yeah. And so just so everyone knows, we know Kim through Tyler Underwood, who's our marathon coach. And we've had him on the podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, that was a couple of weeks before our marathon where we talked about how to taper for a marathon. So super helpful episode if, if you're kind of in that phase of, mm -hmm. of the taper. Um, but right now we've got Kim on and, and uh, part two of, I guess, second half of the dynamic duo. Uh, they're <laughs> amazing, you guys. They do so much for the running community. So mm -hmm. we were super excited to get her on. So Kim, uh, tell us a little bit about you and Tyler. Like what, what do you, how did you guys meet? Yeah. So, you know, I became a runner in 2012 and I was single when I became a runner. And, um, in 2014, I went down to Tijuana to run a half marathon. I just had like, I was like trying to decide, should I even go down and run this race? Because would I be better like served by doing a tempo at my normal spot? Or like, should I go run a race? And is that going to mess me up in my training? I was just like going back and forth, like 
overthinking it. And, um, and just cause I was like, I really want to get the best training I can be getting right now. And then I ultimately was like, you know what? You need to start saying yes to things. And I just like felt in my gut that I needed to go. <laughs> and so I went and ran this race. I ran like a huge PR. I think it was like, like a three, three minute PR, but it was in Tijuana at the end of July, the most hot, hilly, concrete race ever. I mean, it was just, it was brutal. It was totally brutal. And I ran a PR because I was just so fit at that point. And then Tyler ran a huge PR too. I think he ran like 111. And that was like a really, really big PR at the time. His his previous PR might've been like 118. And this race is really awesome because they give all the top like um, three in the age group cash prize money, which is insane. So like even like an 80 year old, like the 80 to 85 age group, like if you walked that thing and suffered through it, you got money just like the 17 year old winning his age group. So we both won in our age group, um, which was like completely crazy because we also had to get huge PRs in order to win our age age groups. And so we did. And then to collect the prize money, you had to like wait in a really long line. It, the line was four hours long. Um, and we were, we had shuttled down there with this like one, um, like driver from the American side over to, to Tijuana. And so the driver came up to me cause I was already in line and said, can Tyler stand with you? Like that way, when, when you guys are done, we're all able to go right away and not Tyler, like, you know, 15 people back. So I was like, oh, of course. And then I basically just like had a captive audience for four hours. <laughs> and I just remember going to the restroom afterwards and thinking like, oh my gosh, like I really like him. <laughs> and I just like knew he was going to be my boyfriend after that. He like did not, um, he did not email me. He did not get my number. But I, and I didn't like, we didn't really like talk for the next couple months but I just like the whole time I was like, oh, that's my boyfriend. Like he's definitely going to be my boyfriend one day. Like I had no doubt. <laughs> and and then of course, yeah, we we ended up um, dating and um, and then getting married. And now we have a baby on the way coming next month. So you know, I called it. <laughs> oh, congratulations! I know we. I've never heard that. I love that. I love that. Oh. Yeah, I just knew. Okay, that story is what dreams are made of. Like, I just, I'm so excited. I'm so happy for you guys. And for, I don't know if we talked about this at first, but for those who don't know, Tyler is our running coach. He's just like all the goals, but Kim is all the goals. So together, they are all the goals, everyone. So that story was just, I'm just so happy for you guys. And I can't wait for your baby. (laughs) Oh my gosh, thank you so much. So Tyler's like my, um, sounding board. Cause I talked his ear off. Is he the type of guy who, um, you just like, you talk to him for four hours straight. And then because he listened, you're like, all right, that's the one. <laughs> I know. Right. It's, I am a big talker and he enjoys like listening to me, <laughs> but he also like with, with running it with anything, he really does like, he just enjoys also talking about running so much. So we have so much to say and um, bounce off of with that, but he is a really great listener and, um, he is actually hilarious. I mean, I'm sure you know that he's hilarious. And so we are like our, um, style of like joking with each other is like very similar. Um, so that's honestly like a lot of like how we got along so well when we met in Tijuana, because I was like, Oh, well, he's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, so what are you guys up to now? Yeah. So, um, you know, Tyler was injured a lot of last year. He, um, he had an unfortunate incident with a dog tripping him two weeks out from the trials. And then even worse, a month after the trials, while he was trying to rehab his Achilles, he got in a really bad bike crash and the same hip that he landed on with the dog, he landed on with the bike crash. And it was, you know, April in the middle of the pandemic and pretty much a nightmare because we felt like we couldn't go to the hospital. And basically he wasn't able to run for months and was just super injured, like in pain a lot. And thankfully we are through all that nightmare. He's back to running normal and everything. And, um, and I personally was going through my own health issues, you know, for the last couple of years. Um, I had like breakthrough races in 2017 and had like an amazing season in 2018 and then I like 
caught a cold in the middle of my marathon training season for the California International Marathon in um, 2018. And it's like my body never recovered. And I was limping along during training. I was still nailing my workouts, but it was like I was giving too much to be able to nail the workouts. And then on race day, it just did not, it did not come together. I pulled together a 319, but I was aiming for something under three. And um, then after that, I was like, okay, I need to pull back and just listen to my body and get better. And it, and it really just took a really long time for like a lot of the immune issues I was dealing with to go away. Um, and so I was, I took off three months in 2019 and I took off seven months in 2020, which was totally crazy. That's so long, but I just said, I'm not running another step until like these symptoms are gone, you know, like until I am like, I can feel that I'm like healthy again, just because it's totally counterproductive. And if I'm trying to get, you know, to one level of performance, I can't do that if my body's not healthy. So I just, you know, Tyler was going through his thing, not being able to run. Now I also was taking time off. So we were both kind of in a similar place, but it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't like depressing or anything. Cause I was just like, I mean, this is just what I need to do to get better. And so I took those seven months off and then basically started running again, I think like end of October of last year. And so then um, we got pregnant at the beginning of this year. So then I went from being like totally out of shape to being totally out of shape and pregnant. So it's a, another really fun combo. <laughs> but um, it's, you know, I've been just so grateful to be able to be running it all while pregnant. I'm 35 weeks today. Um, and still able to run, which is a, a total blessing. And it's cool because, you know, even in the summer and pregnant, my heart rate is like showing that I'm recovered. I don't have any of the symptoms that I had when I was just fighting immune issues the last couple of years. So it's like totally encouraging to me. Like I look at every run as just a blessing because I feel like my body's in such a better place, even pregnant, even super hot than it was, you know, before when I was dealing with health issues. So um, I'm just excited for kind of a clear runway after, um, after baby, the Lord willing. That's amazing. Oh. So right now then you're, you're training during pregnancy. I know Mo probably has some questions about like, about that and probably a lot of women listening. So many questions. And the fact that you're 35 <laughs> weeks, I, 35 weeks, I was running to the couch. That's what I was doing. So <laughs> I, know. I just, oh, I, yeah, I have, I have so many questions. My mind is blown. Everything you just dropped, I felt like was like gold. Again, I just feel so honored to be talking to you. You're so um, sweet. Thank but you. I, okay. So, well, that, thank you. That kind of segues though into, I wanted to ask about your personal running journey. Cause I know you just made this amazing post about how, you know, you're never too old to start chasing after your dreams and to start running. Can you kind of walk us through how you started running? Yeah, of course. So basically my dad was like a marathoner as a kid so that I was just like, he's my hero. I also want to run a marathon one day. And my, I tried out um, running for one year in high school and it was like a total disaster. I mean, it, I should not have been doing it at all because I was totally injured, totally overtrained. It was just a total suffer fest for that one year. My times were, you know, not, not to what now I know is my potential, but I didn't know any better. I had, you know, no one to like help me through that. You know, I had a coach and he was, you know, a wonderful person, but he wasn't able to see how, um, you know, this was essentially, it was his first year as well. He wasn't able to see how this was essentially overtraining like an, an inactive young teenage female at that point, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I, before that I had never played any sports. And then all of a sudden now I'm doing like 10 mile days, you know, 10 to 13 mile days. And it was, I was just totally injured and overtrained. And, and now I know just so much more just in general from my own running journey and just how to take what I've learned from all of my different failures throughout the years to put it into other people's journey so that way I can protect them from going through so much of what I went through. But um, yeah, so I ran a, um, I signed up for a marathon at the end of that year because some guy told me I couldn't. So I was like, well, of course I can. And then the San Diego <laughs> rock and roll was that weekend. So I went to the expo, I signed up and just went and ran it the next day, which was 
completely insane. Um, I had not run even a mile um, the month prior. So I was totally out of shape, which is just how I like it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was a bloodbath. It was horrible. <laughs> but I got it done. And so I was like, this is a one and done. It's like a bucket list item. I can say I'm a marathoner for the rest of my life. You know, I yeah. I didn't even care. Like I was so proud of my marathon. So to me, the time was never like anything to be embarrassed about. Um, I was just like, mm-hmm. my body ran 26.2 miles on its own. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that was, you know, I felt like I had checked off that bucket list item and I went about my life and, you know, was not a runner again after that. I just um, went back to being inactive. Um, and then I didn't find running again until I moved back to San Diego in 2012. And um, my cousin had gone into running and she was like training for a marathon with a group. And I thought, you know what? Maybe this is a great idea. Maybe if I just had a group, I would actually be consistent with running. Cause every once in a while I'd be like, I want to do a run. And I would go and do like a five mile run out of the blue and then not run again for like years. That was just like my, my life for like the, the past, you know, 10 or 12 years before that I would get like an inkling of wanting to do something and do something. And then just, it would be too much for my body and I would be sore. And then I wouldn't do it again, like for like years. <laughs> so I was like, how do I actually like keep like actually train for this marathon. And so I signed up for the San Diego track club and I joined it and, um, and that consistency just kept me rolling. And so I'm still here running, you know, um, eight, eight or nine years later. So it's, it's crazy what getting plugged into a group can really do for you when you're lacking consistency and just like trying to figure out how to make something stick. Right. Well, I, I just, you know, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you just said right now, because I think, and Tyler definitely knows this by experience of being my coach. Um, I have experienced a lack of inactivity because life happens and I get so distracted. And so, and then I get really, you know, down on myself that I haven't done anything, but to hear your experiences and how you've taken those and just, you know, move forward with them instead of them holding you back. That's honestly... I'm very excited to talk to Tyler in my next running call because <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I'm so motivated. <laughs> I think that you can't like at every stage of life is so different too. So I think that if there's a stage where it's like, there's a lot of other things going on and it's really stressful, you just have to give yourself grace and just keep moving forward. And, um, I think that, you know, I've definitely gone through periods where either I felt guilt because I wasn't able to do as much as I, um, as I wanted to, or I just ended up forcing myself to do all the things that I thought I needed to do, but then it was like a total overload because of what else was going on in life. And Mm -hmm. so it's just, there's no balance there and that's not healthy, you know, and it's not going to make your running progress better anyways. So I think just like honoring whatever is going on in that time and honoring your body. And then when you're a little bit less busy and able to focus more on the running, then things will click better. So, yeah, I mean, following you on Instagram, uh, Kim, it, it seems like uh, your overarching theme is balance, you know, making yeah. sure you're healthy, making sure, you know, you, you are happy running and, and it's something you can sustain over a long period of time. But I love it, with all my heart. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us what factors you think played into your drastic in- improvements in your time? So you started around, I think, based on what I saw on your social media post, it was like six hours. Yeah. And then your fastest marathon was like, 311. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. How, what do you attribute that to? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, in the time since I started running again in 2012, I've gone through such a journey where I overworked myself and I beat myself up and I felt very doomed by my running. And that was really the theme of, I would say, my running from 2012 to 2016. And, you know, having a really, you know, intense work ethic initially worked for me with my running, but then it started to get overkill and then it started to compile on itself. And then, then, you know, the feelings of failure and feelings of doom with my running were a constant theme, um, you know, for the remaining years in that period. And I basically had to realize that, um, what I was doing was not working. 
So overworking myself did not ultimately work for me. And then I also had to completely change my mentality. So it was really a, a twofold um, approach to finally finding my potential. You know, I, my, my potential was completely hidden because I had overworked for so long and then was so down on myself about like my poor results because of overworking. So once I realized that it's not that I didn't have potential, it's not that I wasn't going to be fast, but that I was hiding my potential with too much work. I was able to correct that and then start seeing some more success. And then the success built on itself. And I had to start changing how I felt about myself and how I felt about my future running. And as soon as I started to do, you know, both of those things, it was like things started clicking. They started opening up. Running became fun again. You know, I started to not, I started to learn how to take bad races better, which is like huge. You know, it's a sign of maturity and, and just of hopefulness for your running. You know, I think when you're in a really negative cycle, you take everything bad and then it, it just, you know, it just keeps repeating itself. And it's like when you're stuck on a bad cycle, you can't get out of it. And so sometimes taking a step back, either taking time off or taking some time to just run easy, but taking a step back and realizing what's going on. So you get a better, you know, macro picture of, um, of your running journey is really helpful to, to see what needs to change so that you can start running to your potential again, you know, like finding that running was fun changed everything for me. It wasn't supposed to be horrible. Yeah, totally. It's amazing. So because you've had so many gaps in between, you know, your, your marathons, you've had periods of time where you've had to take seven months off or, you know, long periods of time, and then you're going to have a baby soon. So you're going to have to take (laughs) some more time off. You know, I, I think you're really a great person to ask this question to. So we had a question come in from a listener who said, Hey, look, I'm really nervous about after my marathon. What do I do between marathons? Like, how do I maintain that marathon shape? You know, what do I do specifically to, to make sure that I'm ready to go to then start my next training cycle? Do you have any advice on that topic? Of course. So first of all, you cannot be in marathon shape 24 seven. It is one, not possible Two, not healthy for you. Three, you'll burn out with it. Um, but what you can do is make sure that after your marathon, you're taking proper recovery. That's the only way to let that work that you did in that marathon basically um, be assimilated. So for Tyler and I, we both take two full weeks off, no running after marathon. Um, that's non-negotiable for us at this point because you know we, we talked to a, a, a lot of the... Um, the East African pros, and this is what they were doing. And so then we thought, well, if it's good enough for them, <laughs> um, then it's yeah. good enough for, you know, little old me trying to run a BQ, you know? So we, we started taking the two weeks, <laughs> two weeks off after, you know, we figure this is their livelihood. This is how they make the most money. Of course, they would be doing everything to maximize their potential. So if this is what they feel like maximizes their potential, then why, you know, the Insta running community, are people jumping back on the treadmill the day after a race? It's just, it's mind boggling. So we, we both take two weeks off after the marathon. And then we take about two weeks of totally running easy. And so that's basically a month of recovery. And I think that the biggest thing you have to learn with running is to be able to be confident enough to, to build in recovery periods into your running. Just because you're not running or you're running easy in order to give your body the space it needs to heal and come back stronger does not mean that you're going to lose everything you've worked for or that the speed won't ever come back again. But it's like so necessary to take that downtime in order to come back fitter. And so we always take the two weeks off, then the two weeks easy, and then we slowly start to build from there. In the off seasons, we love focusing on fast stuff. Um, I think that the speed workouts are really what help like refresh your mind. There are a lot, the workouts are really, really fun, but they also help to change up the focus from these, you know, long grueling tempos and long runs to the short stuff. It's going to help your form improve um, just by focusing on the short stuff. And it's also going to just, just help to get that speed back into your legs. You're just not focusing on it as much during marathon training And so it's basically going from long with marathon training to the short stuff and then trying to drill down and find out how fast you can get again. And then once you go back to marathon training and go back to those 
long runs, you're doing so, but with a different speed reference point. So you're not doing it at the same point that you started at with your marathon training. You're faster now. So paces that might've felt hard in the last training cycle will feel easier going forward because you're even faster than you were at that last point. So of course, after a speed training period, you'll have to build back um, marathon endurance, but that's a part of the marathon training um, process. And, and it all, and it all will click together, you know, in those 12 weeks that you do of marathon training. But I think the most helpful thing to know is just like, you're not going to be 24 seven in marathon training fitness or like, you know, marathon PR fitness. And it's okay to let that go. So that way you can heal, get faster, and then go back to those workouts. Um, and even just, you don't want, you want to protect against burnout. Burnout is just as real as overtraining and we want to keep our minds fresh. We want to keep ourselves enjoying the process. So I think that that's helpful to have that recovery. That's a really great point. And I think people get nervous when after a marathon, let's say they've taken their, their two and then two weeks of, of easy. And then they're like, Hey, I just tried running 12 miles and that was actually not very easy. And you know, two months ago, that was a piece of cake and they get scared. Right. But to your point, it sounds like that's just a natural part of the process. So when you say slowly, or or when you say work on the fast stuff, but the shorter stuff, are you talking about like five K's, 10 K's, maybe the half marathon? Yeah. So, um, like to your point about the, the 12 miles and things like that, that's totally a normal part of the training. And I think it takes you being really secure in your running to say, it's okay if I lose a little bit of this because I'm going to gain other things. Um, and then as far as the speed, I would say like 5K-ish type of things. Um, we have a program, Fast Fall, that we really love um, and we've seen so much success from. And basically, throughout the whole program, there's no interval longer than a mile as far as like what you're running um, hard. So something like that is really going to cultivate a lot of speed, especially after you come from a marathon training cycle, where maybe you're doing a 12 mile tempo. So to go to a season where your longest interval out of the whole season is a mile is a total change, but it's really good for your body to have that variety in order to get better. Yeah, I love that. I, you know, and, and something that I appreciate so much about you, Kim, is that you really have understood how to balance your entire, your running journey, your running being. And what I mean by that is that it's not just a physical act, right? It's like a mental and emotional and making sure you keep that balance. And I, I just appreciate that so much, especially as someone who is finding difficulty in my stage of life, finding that balance Um, and how, you know, running can help it instead of, you know, bring it down, if that makes sense. But with that, I want to kind of segue into talking about things that, you know, alter our current way of life. And (sighs) one of those beautiful, amazing things is your pregnancy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if, if, if you're comfortable with it, I'd love to ask you questions because I know we've had some um, friends and listeners ask about running while pregnant. And sure. number one, the biggest thing is how do you do it? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but I guess like in general, like what, how, what's your approach to running while pregnant? I mean, did you receive any medical um, advice or restrictions or? No, I really didn't. Um, I I took a really conservative approach in the beginning when I first found out I was pregnant or when I thought I may be pregnant because I just really wanted this baby. You know, I really want, you know, I just wanted to run really easy so that my body would feel safe and just let the baby implant, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had not been running very much the year prior. So I was like, this is not the time for me to be trying out a speed workout because at this point, a speed workout to my body is going to be like way too much effort versus if I had been, you know, totally fit going into pregnancy. Um, so I took a really conservative approach in the beginning and just was like, I need to be able to like keep my heart rate really low and be Mm -hmm. conversational if I'm doing any runs. And so that's just what I did. And, um, you know, I have friends who have done, you know, speed workouts even before they even got the positive pregnancy test and it's totally fine, but they were also fit going into it, you know, but, um, I, I just took a really conservative approach. And then after that, once I felt a little bit more secure in my pregnancy, because we had, um, we had lost a, a pregnancy in November and, oh, I'm so sorry. um, it, yeah, it's okay. Um, 
it was tough, but I, I just, you know, you just never know what causes that. Right. So I just was like, I'd rather be like a little bit more conservative just because of that. And I think when something like that happens, you're just a little bit more cautious. And so that's kind of where my approach came from. I'm, I just was like, I want my body to feel safe that it can grow this baby. And so that's, was basically my, um, MO, you know, for the first couple weeks. And then after that, you know, I was, I felt good pretty much running consistently. Um, you know, pregnant running, I, I had this idea, like I was going to get the best base fitness pregnant running. I was like, uh-huh. you know, I, I didn't run all last year. I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm just going to like get pregnant and then I'm just going to build my base during my pregnancy. <laughs> and <laughs> I just thought, you know, like maybe I won't get like super fast, but like, I'm just going to build this like crazy aerobic base while I'm pregnant. And, um, yeah, I mean, completely naive about how <laughs> pregnancy affects every woman so differently. And that's, I think the most right, important right. thing to know is just like, if you're seeing, you know, some girl on Instagram and she's able to do, you know, 3000 miles in her first six months of pregnancy, you know, that is amazing. And I'm so happy for her, but that is probably not the norm. And you don't have to feel bad if you're not doing that. You know, you just, it's, it's such an, it's such a different time for your body. So you just have to work with your body. That's the only body you have. And Mm -hmm. I just chose to be grateful for anything I was able to do and not to compare it to people doing a lot more, a lot faster than me, also pregnant. Like they're amazing for doing that. I just, that's not where my body was letting me go. So I took what I could get and I've been taking still what I can get um, from my body. And I think that that's just that attitude made pregnant running a really joyful experience and not depressing, you know? Um, and I just, you know, I got the, um, the fit splint the the, like, it's like a black band. I'm sure Mo, did you have one of those ever? No, I, I started technically getting into running after my second child. Okay. So I am all ears about this. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, once your belly starts getting bigger, it doesn't feel as comfortable for it to be bouncing up and down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Oh, I can't imagine. (laughs) Yeah. So I got the, the belt in it uh, probably around like, you know, 20 something weeks and it definitely helped to make it, you know, not, not as, um, uncomfortable, but you're still pregnant. (laughs) You're still pregnant running, but it just makes it (laughs) not as bad. And, um, and like, since then I've been able to just go out there, run with a low heart rate, just enjoy my run. Obviously towards the end, it gets a little bit tougher because, you know, the relaxing hormone is making everything move and your pelvic Mm -hmm. floor is moving a little bit. So, you know, I just take it a day at a time and I don't beat myself up if that day I'm just like way too wiped to get a run in or if my pace was really slow because it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm getting out there and I'm moving. So um, I think that that's seriously just the best attitude to have while you're pregnant. Otherwise, you're just going to be really beating yourself up the whole time. And it's totally unproductive because every woman's pregnancy is, you know, different from the last one. And then it's different from woman to woman. So you just you just have to appreciate whatever you're able to do for that pregnancy. And I, I love so much how you are celebrating that, you know, as women, we can give birth and how miraculous that is. And and I, I appreciate so much that you specifically talked about how important it is to not compare. Because I do know when talking with, you know, friends or whether it be listeners, well, friends are listeners. <laughs> we all know that. Um I, I do know that that has come up where they are like, Hey, I just saw this, um, influencer. She just ran a marathon and she was, you know, so-and-so weeks pregnant. And, and it's just, it's something that, like you said, like, I'm so happy for them. That's amazing. That's incredible. But I don't ever want to put that pressure on myself because I feel like then it would just almost, um, almost make me not ever, you know, putting a damper on my pregnancy, but you know, like being like, Oh, like, why can't I do that? Yeah. I, I didn't want to feel resentful, you know? And I, that's That's the word. Uh And I think that like, I mean, I've, I've had just a really happy time running while pregnant. Like after run, I'll run and find Tyler and be like, babe, my heart rate was 138 and it's 90 degrees outside, <laughs> you know? So I'd be like excited. Like I'm just finding like the small wins and they're very small wins. The pace was very slow, but it's 90 degrees. It's full sun. I'm very pregnant. Oh. And 
I'm keeping my heart rate low. So I get really excited about the little things because because to me, they signal good things ahead. They, they, they're showing that my body has recovered from all this health nightmare I was going through for the last two years. And that even super pregnant and, you know, a little bit heavier and in summer heat, you know, I'm able to still keep a low heart rate and, and I'm, and I'm enjoying the runs, you know? Yeah. So, um, I think that just finding a way to make your season, you know, for me right now it's pregnancy, but for other people, it's going to be coming back from injury and their comeback journey or like coming back from an illness. And you can make whatever part of your journey as joyful or as miserable as you choose, you know? So Mm -hmm. I could be making this pretty rough on myself if I wanted to, by just being resentful for how little I'm, you know, I'm able to run. I'm only running a couple miles or how slow I'm running or just how much more other people are able to do. And we can do that no matter if we're pregnant or, or coming back, you know? So I think just finding all of your wins that you can is a really positive way to just keep moving forward. Cause you can't get to the next stage if you're just so frustrated with yourself in this one. So I've, um, I've just been thrilled with how I've been able to still keep doing something, um, even with this big belly. <laughs> oh, I just, again, just incredible. I, I know you're a running extraordinaire, but I also think you're a therapist in, in, in hiding because, or in secret. <laughs> so because, no, it's true. Be, and I love that too, because, you know, for those of us who have been pregnant or are pregnant, that's, that's so important mentally to find that balance because going into postpartum, it's also going to be a whole different experience, you know? <laughs> I'm and sure. So I just, oh man, I'm so excited to, I'm so excited for you guys. I just, yeah. this baby is so, so blessed. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we are, we're thrilled. And I just feel like being able to come to peace with my own running over the last two years, which was like either non-existent or, you know, very tough has helped me to be just like totally at peace with what's going on, you know, with my body right now, pregnant running, and to also just be finding like gratefulness and joy in what I'm able to do. And I just, I don't see that changing with postpartum running. I know that there's going to be, you know, it's going to be an uphill climb, just, you know, rebuilding um, my, my body, you know, the pelvic floor and everything like that. So it will, Mm -hmm. there'll be a lot of work ahead. Um, and a lot of work ahead for my fitness because I'm, you know, not, not in the same fitness I was when I, um, got sick back in 2018, but I also just like, so enjoy finding the small wins that I can see just so many bigger, small wins along the way. You know, if I'm able to find joy and just a low heart rate at a slow pace, like how much more when I get to do workouts again and things like that. So, um, I just think that that just, just having the right attitude makes the process a lot easier and it actually makes your progress come like through a lot faster. Absolutely. And something really quick I wanted to ask you specifically was, so for, for any listeners who are wondering, you know, what, what would be like a low heart rate or what would be, um, I know you mentioned how, you know, the first few weeks were you just talking about like first trimester kind of, you know, feeling it out. And then, uh, and I, again, I know everyone is different, but I'm just wondering if you could share your experience on those things. Sure. So, um, for me, for the first, I would probably say like maybe four weeks of my pregnancy, I just focused on really conservative, easy run efforts. And just that way, you know, I was being extra, extra cautious. And I don't think that that's probably, you know, what everybody needs to do. That's just what I felt comfortable doing. And, um, as far as heart rate, um, I, you know, everyone's different, but it should be what's in your like easy aerobic zone for your easy runs. And, Mm. um, you know, just for me, I used to before I got sick, I was doing all my easy runs in the one thirties, maybe low one forties. And mm-hmm. I was racing in the high one forties. And then after I got sick, I was going out for, you know, three miles, easy pace. And I was getting up to 160, 170. So that's a huge red flag. You know, that's saying something's off with my body. And that's why I finally took that time off was because this is a red flag. There's something off. I had other um, immune symptoms as well. Um, but I, I think that what's also important to know is that when you're getting, like if you're starting running or you're getting back into fitness, your heart rate will initially be higher at first because you're just 
out of shape, you know? And so it definitely does have to get into shape, but it's, but you can be doing it in a way where you're like coaxing it into shape and not like accidentally like overworking yourself into shape. Um, so I, I do just try to keep my heart rate on the lower side because, um, it's, you know, it's a little bit easier on your body and that's the intention of those easy runs. But, um, but yeah, everybody's a little bit different and where you are on the journey can, can, um, can point to what heart rate is going to be ideal for you then. So I, I obviously can't speak from experience here, <laughs> So, but this is all really interesting to hear about. And I hope that the women listening and, and Mo listening, of course, um, will now have a, a certain approach that makes them feel comfortable as they go into running through their pregnancy. But do you think that there's at least a, like, let's just say you have a marathon goal for a certain period, let's say six months after a baby's born or, or nine months or whatever. Um, do you think then it's, if your body allows, it makes sense to try to maintain a certain running base while you're pregnant. So maybe it's okay. I'm going to maintain 15 or 20 miles a week while I'm pregnant. Like, is there a, maybe a go-to number they could stick to? I know it's different for everybody, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I just, you know, I think that you can have great goals going into pregnancy, but pregnancy just really hits everyone so differently. It's been wild. You know, I have some friends that have been sick their entire pregnancy, you know, God bless them. I just don't even know how they've survived. And, um, or, you know, the first trimester, you're just, you're just pretty exhausted all the time. Second one, you feel, you know, pretty good for most of it. But some, I mean, I still have a lot of friends who were sick that whole time too. Um, and I know a lot of really great runners who just had way too much pain, um, in their pregnancy and they were like forced to stop, you know, in the teens or 20, 20 weeks pregnant. So it's just such a hard thing to, to point to because everybody's body is so different, you know, and I, I know amazing, amazing runners who just were, were having to call running pretty early into their pregnancy. So, um, I just think that it's like a play it by ear type of thing. And once you get into it, you just see how your body's feeling with it. And you know that ultimately the most important thing is just for you to stay healthy. Um, and if that means that you need to be walking to do that, you know, to get some movement in, then then do that. But it's it's such a short time being pregnant that it's okay if it's not like this time where you're like keeping super fitness throughout. Um, you know, and if running doesn't feel great, then cycling, you know, um, like on a trainer or swimming or the elliptical would all be good alternatives because you're not getting that bouncing with the belly. And that's, that's what starts to feel comfortable, uncomfortable towards the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, towards the end of the pregnancy, if you're running, sometimes it can feel a little masochistic. So you just have to kind of balance what's going on and, and know that there, there might be a point where you do have to, to cut it and, and be okay with it because I mean, fitness comes back really fast, you know, um, even taking off a couple months, if I decided to have stopped running, you know, a month or two ago, I, you know, I've taken a lot of time off in my last, you know, nine years of running that I know that as soon as, um, I'm in the place where I can be running again, normally that it'll all click back really quickly. And being able to loosen your grip on something is, you know, a sign that you, um, feel secure in that thing. You know, it's, it's insecurity that a lot of times keeps us so, like just trying to push through and make something work when it's not a good fit right now. Way to tie it all back together full circle. <laughs> I know, seriously. I, I, think, yeah. I think that was that was such good advice. And we really appreciate you being so vulnerable talking about that. I know it's probably, a lot of that's probably private or things that you don't care to talk about in public. So we really appreciate you sharing that. Oh, thanks, um, how can our listeners find you on, on uh, what do you prefer, Instagram? Or do you have another platform that you prefer? Yeah, I definitely prefer Instagram. I basically microblog there every night. I had a blog before and it, you know, I spent a lot of time on it, but it ultimately was not my platform of choice. And so I switched over to Instagram. So my Instagram is track club babe. And, um, and Tyler and I have a, so Tyler, my husband is a coach and, um, and he created a training plan that we do and, um, it's called fast fall. And so we have a really big community with that and they're on Facebook too. So, um, that's something that's been a huge joy of ours over the last year. So if someone's interested in all of this, do they just send you a DM or how, what's the best way for them to join? The, of course. For they example, can, the yeah. So, I mean, my DMS are always open. I literally respond to every DM. 
I get. And um, if they had any questions about FastFall or just writing in general, I try to be just a resource um, for anyone's, you know, just wanting feedback on their running or the process. But yeah, if they're interested in FastFall and have any questions, they can DM me anytime. And um, it's really cool because we have this big Facebook group and everyone is so supportive and encouraging there. And it's really intended for every level of runner. I mean, my husband and I have both been at like basically every stage of running. You know, I started at 608 um, in, a, in the marathon and he started at 410 in the marathon. So we really, um, and, and now, you know, he's running Olympic trials marathon. So we've really been at every single stage. We've hit all the train stops. Um, so we, we understand, you know, all stages of, and levels of running and we try to make a community that feels really inclusive. So that way people, um, don't get intimidated by speed or intimidated by, you know, quote unquote, faster runners. Um, and that they know that they can improve just the same. It's the, our improvement. It's not anything special to us. It's just, um, you know, hard, hard work that's concentrated in the right direction. Absolutely. Well, and that's what Mo and I have noticed in our improvement too. Is oh, that's awesome. As we've, as we've gone through your coaching, you know, it's, it's been, like you said, it's like the kind of work smarter, not harder kind of thing. I mean, it's hard work, but, yeah. uh, you know, as young parents, we don't have time to put in 80 mile weeks. And, totally. um, so to be able to run 30 to 40 with some very concentrated speed workouts and things that we would have honestly no idea how to do without, uh, uh being pointed in the right direction, um, it's, it's had drastic results and everybody who's listening to this has, um, probably heard the episode where we talked about our marathons and, and the drastic improvement that I made. Um, mm-hmm. um, and then of course, Mo running her first, the killer time that she had. So, um, anyways, I, I say all that to say that you guys just launched a new marathon plan. Is that something that you, um, are ready to kind of release to the world? Uh, and is that something people can reach out to you about? Yeah, so we just we just launched it this Tuesday, I think. I wanted to give birth to that before this baby, so that was the goal. <laughs> I was like, we need to get this out, babe. It's going to get a little bit too crazy once the baby's here. So, um, yeah, we just released that, which is really awesome. I mean, it just feels very full circle for us um, because the marathon is honestly what drew both Tyler and I into running in general. You know, we we came for the marathon. We came for the accomplishment of the marathon. And obviously our first marathons weren't these jaw droppers. He wasn't Olympic trials qualifying in his first one, but he, we both just so enjoyed just the idea of getting to run a marathon and the marathon, uh, the fast marathon plan wasn't our first plan. Um, fast, fast fall was, and fast fall was more about just how I improved so much after years of regression but it's really cool to be able to now put out a marathon plan because this is like, you know, our, we, we love marathons and, um, and we wanted to put out something that would feel, you know, obviously the marathon training is really intense, but we wanted to put out something that we felt would be like protective of people. Um, that's such a weird word to use, but, um, I think that a lot of, marathon training can be too much for people with their already busy lives. And then they end up having, you know, less than stellar performances because they might be overworked going into it and overcooked. And we wanted to find a way to balance really quality workouts, which I'm sure that you know what these look like from working with Tyler um, with um, with not having to do high miles and not having to work yourself to death and not having to do 5 million things, but like, let's just get you doing what we think that you need to do to have a strong, successful race. And so it's exciting that we were, um, finally able to put out our plan on that and our take on it because, you know, the marathon is uh, like our first love and how we even became runners. So, um, we've, um, we had a lot of requests for a marathon training plan. So I'm, I'm just grateful that we finally got it out into the world. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. So it's at track club, babe, right? That's the way yes. to reach you. And then Tyler is at Thunderface T U N D E R F A C E. There we go. Yeah. If, if you haven't seen both of their Instagram pages, just prepare to be impressed and also inspired in every way. I mean, seriously, I feel like everything you post, I'm like, yes, I can do anything. <laughs> You're so I'm sweet. Limitless. You're so sweet. I've learned so much from my husband um, about 
about training and form. And we've learned so much together about the running process and the journey and how to help make it better for everyone too, like in their own journey. And so it's exciting to get to just share things that I think can help other people. There's got to be nothing more gratifying than that than helping people change their lives. And so absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. This was awesome. Thank you, Thank so, you for so having much. me on. This is wonderful. And Tyler speaks so highly of both of you. So this is such a pleasure. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you. And good luck with all of the baby stuff, the preparations, the <laughs> yes. shopping and the things, the last minute stuff you need to get done. Um, oh, we can't wait to celebrate you guys. This is, oh, I just, I'm so excited for your baby. <laughs> You're so sweet. We we are thrilled. We'll, we'll be hopefully sharing some of the journey on Instagram. I mean, we're, we don't know what we're doing. So. <laughs> oh, really quick. And I don't know if this, if this is personal, be like, Mo, bring it back. <laughs> do you know if you're having a boy or girl? No, we do not. So we will find oh! out in one month. Um, it was just like my, um, like it was, I really wanted to wait to find out until birth. And so uh-huh. Tyler was fine with that. And so we have a name that we, we have a name for the baby, but it's oh. it's the same name if it's a boy or a girl, um, which it. is great because we've been able to call the baby um, its name this whole pregnancy instead of like, you know, here, baby, here, little baby. That is, oh, yes. That's oh, amazing. That's yeah. absolutely amazing. So. I, seriously, all the goals. Harrison, did you hear that? Yeah, Tyler, Tyler's, Tyler's cool with weight. Yeah, he's a better man than I am because <laughs> I said absolutely not. I have to know what it is. Oh, my so. gosh. I know. Yeah. Our families are like – can you just find out so we know what to buy? And I'm like, no, we're not finding out. It'll be fine. And I just feel like it'll be the best surprise. Like you do so, like you just build up so much anticipation for nine months. And then I have to do like a really hard race, <laughs> um, right. essentially, you know? And so then this is like my reward at the end of it is getting to oh. like meet my baby and find out if it's a boy or a girl. And and the baby already has its name. So it, it's been hearing it for <laughs> eight, eight and a half months now. So um, it, it should already be ready to come out of the womb with listening to me and knowing its name. Yes, I love it. Well, hey, you've already PR, you've already won the gold. Yeah. So we're so excited for you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank we're you so we're thrilled. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this running journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify, searching B-R-E-K-K. B-R-E-K-K.